0: Beautiful
1: woman. Hello, my regal Nubian gods and goddesses.
0: What up, my black people?
1: It's your girl, Taylor. And it's your girl, Ciara. Welcome back to Vitamelanin.
0: I would sing it but I'm not in a good mood today so you
1: know it's good to see you niggas again
0: just know (laughs) just know that just know we are glad to be talking to you okay thank you very much thank you very much so
1: today's topic is going to be pretty fun yes it is
0: so we were thinking since these guys like to make um these alpha male podcasts why don't we make a responding to Alpha Male podcast. So we are here for the fuckery.
1: We're here to address every bit of fuckery that pops up in yes. the Alpha Male podcast that we have been coming across. Granted, we only have an hour, so we're gonna you know. touch on some of the bigger <laughs> points but don't be surprised if we make it like a once a season
0: thing to address right. these fuck-ass niggas because or if we do niggas, this more than once
1: you know two to three episodes a season i'm cool with that because we're very we petty niggas
0: period. and y'all better be glad we didn't go with the first option which was the alpha female
1: oh because we were gonna be toxic baby
0: because that we're was gonna, gonna be guys. extremely toxic and some of you females would have been mad at us but that's besides the point
1: granted it's not like it's not
0: on the table but we decided but we exactly start out. we just we this just start time out with a this time we're gonna be a little less petty and i'm in mean little <laughs> right. by just responding well, minuscule actually you know but we're just going to respond to you niggas today so we
1: hope you enjoy so without further ado let us pop this pill and get it started So today we decided, like we said, the Alpha Male podcast and some of their topics and our response to these topics. So I'm going to go ahead and let you know the first one, which I feel like is the broader topic because it gets deeper than that, because niggas have a lot to say, Mm -hmm. and it really helps to get us started with the breakdown. We have six topics that we're going to discuss, five technically under the big umbrella. So starting out, a high value woman compared to a high value man but let me tell you i thought high value man is such a funny fucking phrase high you know, value period is a funny phrase but before when it comes we go to
0: before we go into our response to I what to define what a, a high value man is let's actually before we what even do that is. Let's define what these men think that a high-value woman exactly. is. What do they think a high-value woman so, is? So according to and some Then I'm going to tell you what these high-value
1: women wanting men who feel they are high-value men actually really are. So yes. Cece, go ahead and tell us what they feel a high-value woman so, is. So
0: according to the population of high-value men, aka fuck niggas i they not even fuck niggas they definitely are they're a
1: different level they're they are literally a different level they are because I know they they are fuck niggas
0: that actually value a man and yes that sounds crazy but they are out there you can be a fuck nigga and still value women I
1: feel like they the fuck niggas that keep it real and the reason they get called fuck niggas because they kept it real and women get mad at them let me tell you but that's just me because anywho, if you told me you was a hoe and I'm trying to turn a hoe into a housewife, but you continue to be a hoe. Is that really you being a fuck nigga or is me that me not you. paying attention to the signs? And I have any been any one of way. those
0: mad women. Okay. Look, it is what it
1: is. You know, that's neither here nor there. You know, I feel like that's a little bit more introspective. Yeah. But moving but on. Anywho.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so a high value woman to them is a woman that makes her own money, but not too much. Much. okay a woman who is educated but not too much but not too much, not too much. a woman that has some miles on her but is a virgin okay all
1: right hey, oh you know what we all
0: don't right
1: get to that. so don't worry we don't
0: need some miles but she needs miles like you know a demo car she need like 20 miles <laughs> you know
1: now, Just what you're going to learn in 20 miles is beyond me. But you so have to be me.
0: able to ride that thing. Like, you are a professional, okay? But you have to be a virgin. I have to be jade of fire, but a virgin. You, I have to be... Pinky, but a virgin. I'm glad you do. I was like, got to be pinky, all right? But well, I got to be, be a virgin. And I got to be a specific type of virgin. I need to be a virgin that has not been penetrated, but will let you penetrate her with no condom, with no questions.
1: One who has never experienced
0: foreplay, so they don't ask for it. They just want you to go in there. No woman that has any autonomy on her body and doesn't have to ask the man if he has been tested, because that is an insult and calling him dirty. We have so much more to go with this one. So but we're going to move along with the next yes. one. So but that, no that is problem. a gist of what that high, that, oh, we forgot the most important thing. The most important characteristic of a high value woman is that you bring something to the table that doesn't exist.
1: Actually, mm-hmm. not only that one, the most important one, the most, the most, most, most important one is that you know how to submit mm. to a nigga that can't lead.
0: Mm. Crazy. I, yeah. All right. oh now since we have given the gist and the background on what that high value woman is let's talk about how and what is a high value man taylor why don't you start us off with what a high value man is you want
1: the the real high value man
0: i feel like i'm gonna give them their props later on in the episode because i feel like they deserve the ending accolades Mm
1: -hmm. because you see this particular high value man um, that wants this high value woman is usually someone who doesn't have a lot going for themselves um, in the sense of they've never healed from trauma they were raised probably by a single mother but have no respect for single mothers which baffles my mind because how can you say that your mom did all of these things on this budget went out of her way For you. But then you shit on other single mothers and you don't want to date a single mother as if she doesn't embody those same characteristics because she's now lesser than.
0: Also, forgot about a strong characteristic of a high value woman. She takes care of him like his mother. Doesn't make sense.
1: Baffling, mind boggling, really. Um, Another high value man is one who is an alpha Mm male. What does Dominate. an alpha male mean, Taylor? Dominant, if you will. A man who is able to tell you what to do, how to do it, when, where, and why to do it. And you have no question asked. A man that just steps into a room and the sheer fact that he has a dick defines exactly what you're supposed
0: to be doing with that man. Let's not forget, he stepped into that beautiful room. With that average to low sized dick with some old ass converses that he's had since high school. And we mean beat up converses. we ain't well, gonna we'll have we'll... no converses since high school and they not beat up. I don't care what you say.
1: <laughs> I've actually met some people who have some really nice looking converses that they've had since high school. And it, it, it baffles me. Like, did you even wear them? Were you even really a part of the gang? But that's
0: Insane. the
1: beginning. Of it. Yeah. Side note. Anyway
0: to the high value men
1: most importantly that i think is something that i've seen lately most high value men are still living at home with said mother they have no respect for Mm
0: -hmm. but want to give them the world Mm -hmm. sometimes they have roommates in their own apartment
1: sometimes they do some of them have even upgraded to having their own homes Mm -hmm. it's wild really
0: they even have jobs.
1: Up. They even have cars. Mm-hmm. You know, some some actually do do things. It and I'm
0: wrinkled up.
1: You know, and has slowly climbed the way up the ladder. But the problem is, is the reason why they're not doing well romantically is because they lack that caring, romantic side. Um, They just feel as if it's supposed to magically happen, as if they're medium dick is supposed to be enough to sustain a relationship and it's not you definitely have to know how to communicate but they don't heal any trauma they've ever been in touch with and not acknowledge their trauma acknowledge it exactly um you know so these these high value men usually have a lot less to bring to the table than the type of woman that they are asking for that is the main thing that we're seeing here Even if they have all of these accomplishments, the kind of woman that they're looking for does not match who the fuck they are and what they bring to the
0: non-existent table. What is this table that we have just all of a sudden started sitting at? I'm confused. I don't understand. I don't. Like what table are we sitting at? The last supper table or what? Because 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 last time I checked- women weren't invited to that table so I'm we confused. were never
1: there like
0: like we was in there mind, I am we... The table.
1: i'm the table the chairs the food the silverware the the napkins um the the tablecloth i mean i'm everything because i'm the full package right because i don't need to bring anything to the table because it's already
0: set only thing that needs to be happening on the table is me being no nope, never mind
1: me being bent over and <laughs> looked real fucking good never mind that's what she was going to go to i'll say it because i'm not the one whose career is on the line here girl, girl. i mean it might be but you know fuck it i'm going back to school anyway
0: um so <laughs> that's what it is but yeah um it blows it blows my mind truly it's interesting i have always wondered where this table came from where did from. the table originate like you know what why do we have a table and not a house and this
1: leads me to believe that we're gonna to have to have another podcast on that specific topic alone what is the table
0: where Why did it come from How
1: to it and where did it come from who
0: built it who bought it who bought it is it the white man's table because i'm definitely not sending that at home i'm sorry. fine with that i'm fine without that I'll i'm the on floor it, but i'm good without it you know
1: it's not a necessity for me sorry I'm nope. okay. uh, so yeah you no. know
0: I always wondered, we also forgot a very important thing that a high value man has. And yes. that is actual sexual prowess. Is it prowess? Yes. Prowess is the correct word. Yes, he doesn't know is.
1: how to make any woman that he's ever been with come. So every woman that he's ever been with, he feels like is a trash sexual partner.
0: When you don't know how to fuck. Mm, my lord, today. That's it. Remember when we said a high value woman has to be a virgin, but has to know what she's doing, while the high value man has to have as many bodies as he so well wants, because men do not have the attachment to sex that women have, because apparently women are so emotional that we cannot have sexual relations without ever falling in love with that dick no matter how mediocre or not it is
1: not
0: mediocre wait a minute i'm sorry
1: because i was trying so hard but that one right there yes since you got me on that
0: one since we're talking about this part let's move on to one of the other topics that is most of the time or what we have seen spoken about in a alpha males rhetoric okay? Which is sexual prowess. (laughs) Like, Like we said, they want a pure woman, okay? Emphasis, underline, bolded, pure woman, okay? But she gotta be a nun in the streets and a freak in the sheets, but a nun also in her underwear.
1: So well, let me tell you something a little interesting about that because I actually have some personal experience in that area. So I had found, right, one of my exes, um, while he does enjoy being with an experienced woman, he also liked the challenge of being with a virgin. And the reason why is because it was basically quote unquote, build a freak, right? So all you had to do was unlock that freak inside of the virgin and everything would fall into place. And you could make her, mold her the way that you wanna mold her specifically for you, AKA being your personal fuck toy. And the more that I thought about it, because you know, young and stupid is like, huh, okay. I don't mind doing any of that because me in relationships, if I'm with a person, it literally will be for the long haul. So I'm like, I mean, okay, cool. I'm thinking I might be with you because we were together for quite, a t- quite some time. Um, you know, it might be a lifetime thing. So I would think that I would want my partner to be pleasured for a lifetime. Makes sense. Until you realize that's some real fucked up shit. Because, um, so what about introducing me to things and pleasures that I've never had before? One. Um, Two, how do you expect me to be gobbling and choking and deep throating if I've never had that experience? Then that gives you cause to be able to find it elsewhere because you wanted somebody who was pure, but you didn't want somebody who was pure. Very very interesting dynamic, and it is the Madonna whore complex, truly, um, because it makes no sense, <laughs> truly, as to how I, I was gonna be a freaking a virgin and have at least five miles but zero bodies.
0: Um, it, it it it's not adding up. It's not making sense. So bye. Of the right person mm-hmm. will ignite that freak. But they will also be patient with you. Mm-hmm.
1: They won't expect yeah. you to be like that out the gate. They' allow you the space to explore to, what's the word I'm looking for? Experiment. They, they also like to explore you. Right. The right person is going to want to get to know you, not just pleasure you for the soul's sake of having you ready for them but pleasuring you because they enjoy pleasuring you and they know it's, it's worth it. Like you're like somebody who literally just gets enjoyment out of making you come, bro. Like that's phenomenal. Amazing. Truly, Like they, they don't want anything else in return. That's mind boggling. That is mind blowing to me. Great. But it's wonderful because then it's like, damn, now I really got to please you because what the fuck? You can't just turn me out like this and then you think I'm not going to give it back because what the hell what you this was? This is a competition, baby. Now I'm really about to blow your fucking mind. And I feel like, personally, that really just makes sex a lot more fun when both parties are focused on each other's pleasure, like the other person's pleasure. So then everybody literally is pleased. Um, Not so much is that like, what can I provide? What does my pussy provide to your dick and that's it? nothing about my mind, nothing about the rest of my body, just how wet do I have to get you so that I can fit in here and then I
0: can fuck you and then go on about my business. Now, remember, in this context, we're just talking about a person being with someone not just for sex, but supposedly being there for companionship, consistent sex, and whatever else that comes with a companionship or relationship or whatever. Hello, Yeah, this is not just a. Bubbles. This is not just a situation where you're like, you are my f buddy and that's it.
1: Because those are established lines and boundaries. That makes sense. Granted, it is nice if you have a fuck buddy who still cares about your pleasure. And granted, I never
0: had that problem where I have personally experienced somebody that has just been an FB and still don't care. But that's a whole different story. I was spoiled. I do not have the norm experience. Nope.
1: And I feel like in the beginning of things, I did have a certain experience, but I felt like over time, and it, you know, over time, people get comfortable. And so they just kind of expect you to be ready and willing at all times. Um, but they don't ever really stop to take the time to make sure that you're also in the mood. And I'm not talking about, like, they just always want a quickie. Because, baby girl, I love a quickie. Don't get me wrong. Because I'm also in the mood for it but like expecting me to just somewhere out of the strength of a thousand suns find the mood to fuck you when I'm not in the fucking mood. Like that's hard. If I'm depressed as fuck, if I just had an anxiety attack, all of the things, if I'm not in the mood, it's not happening. It's like, but that falls into the other part that I was going to go into, which is the dominance and submission part of it. I am just an object to you I should be at your beck and call and whatever it is that you want me to do I should just do no questions asked that is not how dominance and submission works if anybody actually knows what that is it literally first of all the submissive partner actually holds all the power whether you believe it or not yeah Because in order for you to be able to lead me, to guide me, to have me do things and let you take control, I have to give it. If I don't give it, you have no control. Thus, you have to have some respect for me. You have to care for me. You have to nurture me. You have to love me and do these things for me in order for me to submit to you. So it doesn't really make sense to me how men just are like, I'm the man; you have to listen to me. But these are the kind of men that we're dealing with, ladies. Oh,
0: um, if I don't give control, global. and you take it, that we is already know what that is. Rape.
1: That is in a sexual so. in a sexual context. It would be sexual assault. Um, and in an everyday context, that's literally. Domestic violence, that's having a slave. Um, because domestic violence, believe it or not, is not just physical. It is emotional and mental as well. In case financial. tell you, I'm telling you as well, it is financial because they can't exploit you. So that being said, that's abuse. There's no way that you're going to get me to listen to you and do the things that you want me to do. I'm sorry, I'm just not going to do it because you haven't earned my submission. You have to earn my submission in order for me to submit to you. So you trying to force your girl to do that? makes you a bitch-ass nigga, period, point blank. I'm gonna put it out there and it's gonna be set out here for the rest of the fucking episode. You're a bitch-ass, pussy-ass, hoe-ass, fake-ass, fuck nigga. And I want nothing to do with that.
0: Right know, on, what's nothing to do with that? actually say it. Also, if I don't think guys have realized because a lot of guys have not been taught or has gone That's out cool. and learned this, that you cannot make someone submit to you if that person doesn't innately submit to you there's probably like two reasons why one because you're not dominant uh two they have some trauma which granted they need to be worked on when they did submit and it did not go well oh and three they just don't fucking trust you Yeah. Because you definitely
1: have to trust your partner in order to submit to them. If I don't trust you, mind, body, and soul, there's no way I'm going to give you essentially the keys to the kingdom. And even if I do allow you to lead, the way this works is it's a partnership. You still consult me on matters. We still talk to each other and communicate things. That's not you just going out and doing shit on your own. And then being like, hey, this happened. Oh, but you trust me. Oh, but you love me. Oh, but I do these things for you. What's the
0: problem? Nigga, I'm still your partner. What do you mean with the problem? A lot of people have also misconstrued men and women on how the whole dominant submission thing works. Because for one, it is extremely misinterpreted from the Bible that we don't even know is true because it was rewritten from a different language that they did not understand and it was also written by man in the first place, but we're not going to go into that here. Also, Mm -hmm. because what they don't teach you when they teach you about kings and queens is that the queen was in control or had a lot of say-so more than they put in history books and what they have taught us. The kings, yes, they had control over the people, but if you've never heard that whole happy wife makes a happy life for one I actually don't agree with that saying because that just completely negates the man's feelings and his experience which is not okay but it also comes from the wife has input The wife has always had input it, even if we go back to kings and queens the wife has input and while this sounds crazy of a reference y'all niggas gonna understand this reference if you watch from beginning to end of the music video of Remember the Time, was Eddie Murphy in charge or was Iman in charge? Think about it. Honestly, what
1: I will say is, um, and I know I know he's canceled, guys, but the show itself shows a really good example of a partnership, oh and that would be the Cosby show, like oh. the Huxtables, how happened. Claire and Cliff are. Like, she allows her man to lead the, one of my favorite scenes when Elvin, when Melvin's asking, like, I didn't know you submitted. Let me tell you. Or you know, you know you, I didn't know you served your man like that. And the way she said it was it made perfect sense. I do for him just like he does for me. It's not me serving him, it's reciprocal. Um, and even when they have like major decisions, you would see that they would be in the bedroom and they would discuss these decisions with each other, have these conversations. And when they come out, Cliff is the one that will go ahead and say what's been talked about because she lets him lead. But that never meant that you don't consult your wife. Every great relationship, every great ruler who actually had a good track record and was married, had a good wife and they listened to them. The whole happy wife, happy life thing. Like I see what you're saying. Like really, it should just be like a happy partner or whatever
0: because that's stupid
1: but the i will say that the the meaning behind that is is that if your wife is happy your home is happy and you are happy because she's going to take care of you if you pour into her she pours into everything a home is not a home without a woman women really make shit a home if you've ever walked into a nigga's crib before he got a girlfriend and then after he got a girlfriend you'll see what i mean there's like some a niggas. whole bunch of light not all of y'all but just, just a lot of these are generalizations so bear with please. me yeah me. yeah please um we are talking about from personal experience we are so talking like, about these me. men
0: yeah and that's why you'll see a lot of it's from personal experience right i was <laughs> say and like me popping like not all men because this is personal experience i because have dealt have to, uh, you know, with more than each other niggas.
1: all the time like it's not just all of them but it's for this specific caliber of nigga. um yeah, they all <laughs> they the same the but For this particular caliber, it is important to know the reason why that is the way that it is, so that they understand, like, yes, it really should just be like making sure both partners are happy. But if you actually understood why your hut, like your grandfather, your great grandfathers would say these things, is because if you do what you're supposed to do and your wife is happy, she's taking care of you a thousand percent. You have to worry about nothing, which would mean you in turn would be happy. Um the, the kids would be fine. Like you wouldn't have to worry about anything because you're making her happy. It literally, the way that it has always been throughout history for the most part is that once a woman is poured into, she gives her all. So you have to continue to pour into her in order for her to give that nurturing, loving, supportive atmosphere. Um, that's where that comes from nowadays a lot of us now realize that those feminine and masculine energies have to actually be balanced within one individual so it shouldn't just be a man is incredibly masculine there should be some femininity there there should be some softness some nurturing some caring um and it's like with women there should be some structures some discipline some ambition like there has to be a balance because a balanced soul, balanced spirit actually creates a really balanced and better individual that helps you to become not dependent on that other partner as well. Like I don't need a man or a masculine partner. I'm fine as an individual. However, I want that partner. I want someone that allows me to be soft unfortunately, as I've realized, I'm probably a lot more masculine than I am feminine in a lot of ways. Actually, I'm probably more dominant than I am submissive in a lot of ways. I switch. I'm a switch. I'll just say that. So it really just depends because I was reading something today and I thought it was so funny. It was about the sister signs and my sister sign is Cancer cause I'm a Capricorn and I got five Capricorn placements. Don't ask me why the fuck the universe gave me this shit and why I am the way I am. Just know I'm a hard ass bitch. Don't fuck with me. So <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was looking at it and it was comparing the sister signs and their differences and for the Cancer it had mother and all of these nurturing concepts. And then for the Capricorn it had father And literally all of these father characteristics of ambition driven, serious. And I was like, damn, so I'm daddy as fuck for real, huh? I give daddy ass energy, huh? And I literally like thought about it and I was like, you know what? It makes perfect sense. And it also explains why I have power balances, like imbalances with other people in relationships, because they're intimidated by a lot of the things that I do. But i i want to submit does that make sense like i'm gonna be driven i'm gonna be a boss ass bitch i'm gonna run my shit like i run my shit but at the same time when i come home i still want you to lead i still want you i want to submit that it's just really just that and even then at the end of the day you're still gonna get some of this daddy-ass energy because i'm still gonna have you like you know that's not what you should be doing like you're gonna be disciplined we're gonna have a disciplined ass household it's just gonna be the way it is because that's how i made that's how i built. Right. Like that's just how I'm built. Like I'm not changing me. It's just not happening. And I feel like I wanted so badly to submit that I fell victim to a lot of the things that we are talking about when it comes to these niggas. Like the next topic is about difference in pay. Like I was mostly the high paid person in the relationship. And the person or people that I were with um felt very emasculated by that and it was like what do you want me to do like I can't quit my job because I'm not gonna do that um, No, <laughs> I gotta have money and somebody gotta pay the bills and I think whenever I would mention well somebody has to pay the bills that makes them feel bad but like
0: I'm no. quiet, y'all with, so, i was gonna say the way taylor I talks I it say, probably sounds disrespectful can't lie
1: no because i literally said well i can't just like change anything because somebody has to pay the bills like it just it's got to get done the exact way that i told you guys is the exact way that i just said it but again i'm not everybody's couple so for the most part i probably sound like really blunt but if you know me like you knew me you wouldn't take that personally because it literally it just is it's a fact no,
0: but if, if you do i have speak no up. choice
1: right? Like say something. And usually they would, and it would make them feel as if they were less of a man. And my thing is (laughs) then be a man, be what you feel a man is like, don't put that on me to make you feel like a man. If you're not doing what you should be doing in the first place, there's only so much I can do. I will nurture you. I will love you. I will support you. I will hold you. I will be there for you, your confidant, your diary. But I cannot make you a man. I cannot mold you into a man because Because you're not a child. I'm not raising you. I cannot raise a man. And so I cannot continue to tiptoe the line of your fragile ass masculinity. When I still have to walk in my purpose, in my truth, in my boss bitch energy, and if that's a problem, then we're not going to be together. And, and honestly, but there's um, a way that we could still be, I'm still soft, like, well, right now I think we make about the same, but when it was just me working, like I didn't throw that in their face. I would never throw that in your face that I'm working and you're not Now, if I got frustrated, I would always apologize because I'm still human at the end of the day. Like if I get frustrated and I'm like, I'm the only one working, this is that the third, the bills have to be paid. Like I'm stressed as the fuck because I don't have the money for it. That's not me throwing in your face that you're not working. That's me stressing the fuck out that I don't make enough money for myself to be able to cover shit. And so I have to explain that. And I have explained that. And it still is not enough because that masculinity is really fucking fragile
0: um that and ego is to, really
1: fucking fragile
0: yeah and we have to remember that society as a whole has played a huge impact not given an excuse because no, there's no excuse has, at a point but society has really them. when you have parents that are letting society govern how they're raising you it
1: really has shaped and you, molded you don't molded them know anything different
0: raised. the thing and is that's not on them, but it is on them. To but then change. at the end of the day, yeah, like it's not on you because that's how you were raised. That's how society told you you were supposed to be. But once acknowledged, there should be some introspective. And this goes with anyone. Everyone. Everyone. you need to look into yourself and be like, okay, why does society say you can't be this? Why does society say you can't do this? You can't do that, blah, 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 blah. And especially like the culture with social media where everybody and mama got different opinions. And a lot of people like to be contrarians just to be contrarians. A lot of people let some of that seep into their mindset. And that's when it goes haywire. And just talking about with differences in pay, I personally, so I have been told, it's only been once. It's not like I just been telling, like, I just ain't been told, like, oh, you make too much money for me. No, no, no. I've been told once in a situation we're talking whatever I knew their situation they knew my situation they knew what I had I knew what they had I'm still talking to you one thing anybody can say about me I am not especially with dating I already don't be giving niggas the time of day at all um it's bad um I already know that but I usually don't give people the time of day and I also don't play with people's time because i don't like my time to be wasted like i can waste my time but i don't want someone else to waste waste my time time. so So. if i am talking to you and i know your situation whether it's if your mind is better than mine or less than mine if i'm continually talking to you there's a reason like i'm here because that doesn't bother me the only time it bothers me, say, if I make more than you or if I'm doing more than you is because you're not doing anything. At all. At fucking all. At all. In this you don't situation, even offer to contribute. You just be looking at me. In mm-hmm. this situation, this person had a job. They had somewhere to stay. They had their own place. They had their own hustles. But I was looked at as you have your shit together and I'm not on your level. So you shouldn't have to deal with me. Now, that's my decision. Why are you making
1: this decision for me? I agree. I respect where you're coming from, but don't make my decisions for me like
0: I that. know, and I personally no, had a discussion.
1: Who are working towards being on exactly. my same level? Like you not out here being a bum. Like, like she said, he had his own place, he had his own car, he had his own like career, or job, doing I don't something. Career yet. No, I think. But not. like. But either way, though, like that to me, especially if you are on that path, that to me is still a cop out because that's you really and truly not allowing yourself to be your full potential. So you just want to deny yourself of, of love, me. Let's be honest. Of me. And, you know, at the <laughs> end of the day, I can't do nothing but respect that, though, because fine, if that's how you feel, I respect it. I'm not going to fight it that's how you feel
0: because every
1: day you would guilt trip me about it
0: and see this is not on my level
1: and I can't
0: do that yeah this is another thing when they said like not on my level just like what I was doing the amount of I was making blah 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 blah. if you know me what I'm doing right now that's not my career there's no way you can shame me about that because I don't want to be there you can't shame me (laughs) This is a job. You, uh, there's no way, like, it wouldn't have worked out if you're going to try to shame me, like, oh, you're not on my level. Also, we have to learn that when dudes say stuff like, I'm not on your level, you don't deserve me. We should probably listen. I was just about to say, um, okay, you're right. Back. Because- Move the fuck out of
1: the way. So somebody- who is on my level or working to be on my level, working to come up here so I don't have to diminish myself and go down to your level. I'll do that because if I say meet me up here and that motherfucker is working to meet me up here,
0: that's fine. I promise you, you I don't can have, work with that. You don't have to immediately meet me up there. If you are no. working towards something, you don't even have to actually meet me. But if you are continually working towards something, I think that is when, when I trying, have And you're really it.
1: living up to your full potential. I can't do nothing like, to be happy
0: about it. I don't have wrong, And I, really- like I said, I mentioned when we were having this discussion, I said, I'm, am I still talking to you? I knew your situation before we even started in this capacity. I knew what was going on. I know what I got going on. If I'm still talking to you, it is not just for shits and giggles.
1: right? Well, Especially that part-
0: considering that I already knew you before we went into this new type of space. Make it make the fuck sense. But at the end of the day, he made his decision. So I mean, like, what am I supposed to do? I mean... <laughs> Respect it. That's it. Because you have to remember that women that are allowed to make what they want to make and do what they want to do. If your woman is making more than you and that is a problem for you, you need to... There, it's not a problem with her... Having that type of money or making that amount, if the problem is you having a problem with her being on her boss shit.
1: The problem is, is that you feel like it makes you less of a man if she makes more than you. Money has and nothing to do with not, being a
0: man at all. It has nothing to do. With Actually,
1: that. nothing tangible. It has everything to do with you feeling inadequate. Nothing. That's it. Tangible. All. Because I know makes you couples, a man. I know plenty of couples where the woman makes more than her husband but that man is still the provide the sole provider truly or the main provider because he still don't want his wife to, to really spend her money she gonna help regardless because that's who she is but like he is still the the main provider of the household he still leads his household he still does all of those things that have the traditional relationship masculine and feminine qualities you know whatever so like to me, that's just bullshit. Because honestly, if I made more than my husband or my wife, um, you know, I definitely you know, would not, the back. right? right <laughs> just say, my wife, I really would not have had a problem with it because I still, if I have that level of trust in you, which I would by that point, because we we get married or we married. I hope so. Um, there's nothing wrong with me letting you lead. Like, yeah, I'm making all the money, but that's fine. Not all of the money, but I make more money than you. That's fine. That just means more of my money goes into our savings account for us to go do shit. And we still get the bills paid. Like, I don't know.
0: To me, like, it really is not that big of a deal. Like, you can also be a yeah. provider without, like, once again, the tangible. Yeah, like, you can still thing. provide for the household without actually having to
1: be the financial provider. You can still be that spiritual head of the household that I'm looking for. Um, the one that's able to spiritually guide me and be like, yo, this is not good for your mental. This is not good for your spirit. Spirit is telling me we need to sit down. We need to talk. We need to work through these things. Like being that person that is important to me. I could give a fuck about how much money you make, as long as you're doing what you want to do, what you love to do. And you are doing your best. Uh, other than that, like you don't have to make more money than me. But what I do want to make I sure do is it's Well, I like it. Yes. But yeah <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna be You know, I, I wouldn't be mad, you know, but
0: like, it's
1: cool. It's, it's okay.
0: Priority. It's and there's a, requi- a difference. What I'm saying is it's not a requirement.
1: That's really just a bonus.
0: Right? Also, and you can be on someone's level and you'll hear somebody say like, well, date within your bracket. They can be in your bracket and you still make more money
1: you know how big them tax bracket is let me tell you <laughs> up until you make a certain amount when you get to the one percent
0: you know how long very hard. hard it is to get at the one percent maybe also, i don't ever f- see that
1: shit in my
0: lifetime your favorite celebrity probably ain't in the one percent honestly they're not and they're not because that one percent is old money let me tell you that's that gm money that's that ford money that's that that's goldman that Rockefeller Sachs. money you that's- know that's that that's mafia so- money that's that <sighs> That's that Kennedy money, okay? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that money, right? That's that type of money, all right. That's so the money like, that
1: all of the Federal Reserve's
0: money. Let me all tell right? you, that's the people that started printing money in the first place. Oh God, the banks, all like, of like, that. That's that type of money. That's them. But ultimately, like, okay, yes, date in your, I guess, price range is another important thing. Um, Also date in your bracket, but that does not mean... Pay does not have anything to do with anything unless it is stopping your way of living. And that's honestly the only importance it should have in any type of relationship. That's it. Last but not least. You want me to say? No. Oh, you know what? Yes, I will. Because I
1: want to be the one to be violent.
0: All right. I'm kidding. Go ahead. I introduce each topic except for the first one these niggas like to say let me Ooh. not use niggas because technically we not we shouldn't be using that word and i said we'll probably use yes, but we shouldn't use that word these sirs these alpha males also like to bring up a lot of them being of the darker skin tones will say that that's why they don't date black women Black women are too loud, too strong, too opinionated, too independent.
1: Emphasis on too independent and too loud and too opinionated. Let's remember. Underline, underline,
0: bold and in italics. Let's remember who is sitting at your childhood home right now. If you have sisters,
1: if you have aunts, grandmothers, your grandmother. And who birthed your black ass. Oh, um, like your mother. Like, I don't understand how you sit up here with the unmitigated, audacious gall Doesn't to say these things. It it really blows my mind. That's like me saying that I don't date black men because they're too aggressive. As if I don't have a black man as a father. For me
0: to say they're not attractive. As if white me. men aren't aggressive. As white if any, of any other, other ethnicity. ethnicity let me tell you as if any other ethnicity isn't aggressive there's I was actually having this conversation with one of my friends the other day and he is one of the few black males that I know for a fact has never entertained anyone but a black woman period and will look at you sideways if you have because he's like for what and you know that shouldn't be a thing that shouldn't it didn't surprise me. Cause like I said, I know him like, but to hear that the other way around is so odd. Like I don't date black women because they're too loud. They're too strong. They're too independent. They're too opinionated. So what you want is a docile puppy, which other women of different ethnicities aren't. I don't understand. I don't think people, when black men say that, they don't realize that they're still counting out a lot of women from other ethnicities because the specific type of woman that you are describing is a is extremely docile to the point that they don't have their own voice. And, and a that, lot
1: of times they love to do this, especially like in particular when it comes to dating white women. And, and I feel they, like that is such an insult to white women. And for the white woman that is with that particular black man to be okay with him saying that, I feel like I would slap the shit out your ass because I am not no damn puppy. I am not no damn puppy and I am not your fucking slave. Skin tone or not, like I have a voice. I know many, many white women who are fiery. I guess if they were too loud too opinionated, too independent. Since that's gonna be like the, what you wanna use for the reason why you don't wanna date black women. Just say you hate yourself. Just say you look in the mirror every day and you hate the skin that you're in. You hate that your mother had to go through these struggles as a black woman. You hate being a black man because you would much rather be a white man because a white man has power in America. Just say that. Don't even open your mouth to say that that is why you want to date someone from another race latina women they have
0: fiery ass they are, the mo- they are literally for. the second fieriest if that's that even that they're word. known for Ethnicity. Fetishize the- but you know why it. it's sexy because it's some of them
1: was that your ignorant ass
0: don't speak. because some women that are latina because not all latinas actually speak a different language uh there are some of them are lighter, not all, but some are of lighter skin, and they will cuss you out or let you let it be known in a different dialect, in a different tone, in a different language, because everyone has different dialects, period. How do you villainize Black women for doing the same thing that other ethnicity women do and you praise them and only because we're Black. That doesn't make sense and sounds like self-hatred. You need to get that checked out. That's not normal. That's not normal. And is a difference from being overly opinionated and holding people accountable. The problem is a lot of these alpha males don't like to be held accountable. Don't like to be redirected. Don't like to be told what a woman wants because what a woman wants is what the man gives i don't know where you learned that that's where I don't want
1: to have any guidance whatsoever it doesn't make sense like the whole point of having a partner is to guide is to help guide you in a way that you may have never thought before especially if you're if you have a family right you're supposed to be able to help each other guide and lead the family in the direction that you wanted to go but not only that like a partner is there to keep you accountable of the shit that you do So for instance, my partner keeps me accountable by reminding me on a constant basis that I need to put myself first, take care of myself and rest.
0: She's trying to listen to her best friends at
1: all. They can see I've been doing more self-care now, but they see how stressful it is for me on a day-to-day basis. They see when I'm on the verge of a panic attack or I'm having a panic attack because mine are very silent but obviously you can see because the fidgeting and shit like they see all of these things and they're concerned about my well-being so they're going to call me out on the shit that I haven't been doing that I said I was going to do to take care of myself you know you haven't been doing your skincare you haven't been going to bed on time you haven't been taking your medicine like all of these things they hold me accountable for and it's like why is that a problem? That's not a problem. I need someone to be my accountability partner because I, I'm not gonna do it by myself. I wish I could, but let's be real, we're all human. You there are so many things that you have restraint on, and then there are others where you're like, yeah, it's okay. I don't have to do this, I don't have to be accountable for it. But you we don't need have to do it today <laughs> to be accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like you need that accountability partner, whether it's your romantic partner or your best friend or whatever the case may be. But it's like these particular brand of alpha niggas do not want any accountability, whether it be relationship or friendship-wise. Like, we all just supposed to sit there and agree with your stupid ass the whole time and watch you drown. Like, no, if I'm your friend, if I'm your girl, nigga, stand up! Like, I don't understand.
0: <laughs> like, I don't gonna let weak. you drown. Why would I? If I actually care about you, why would I? Love I love you. Why would I do that? Why, why would you? I? It makes no sense. That being said,
1: it doesn't matter which race you decide to date baby. you're gonna find quote unquote actual real high value women women who who actually value their self-worth women who are ambitious, who are driven, who are caring, who are nurturing, who are real honest all of the things of an actual high value woman. notice I said nothing about money status, None of that. Or degrading because men, by the way. That value is really that person, their personality, their core, their soul, the the actual values that they hold as a human being, right? Um, In order for you to have that high value individual, you too should be embodying those high value characteristics. Like, why are you worried about how much I make? Why do you care so much right. about how many bodies I've had? Like the only thing you should be worried about sexually is whether or not I have an STD and I haven't gotten checked. Like you you need to be worried about sexual health, but bodies is not part of that. It's just not. Like it's so much that goes into it. And I really and truly believe we don't, what's the word I'm looking for? We don't really understand how important it really is to just look at an actual person for who they are so that's kind of why I don't really understand the what do you bring to the table and all you want is to talk about monetary things or the things that I physically do when really and truly I bring myself to the table if we're going to talk about going to the table this asinine ass table that we've all just built every fucking where but like that kind of question really bothers me because it's like the the question really should be more so not what do you bring to the table, but it should be deeper questions about the relationship itself. What are you looking for in a partner? What qualities do you want out of a partner? What makes you feel loved? What makes you feel neglected? What makes you feel safe? What makes you feel secure? How do I gain your trust? Like these are the things that should be a part of those questions. Not what do you bring to the table because that's just the dumbest shit ever, personally. And I feel like that is like a line that these whack ass, fake ass, pussy ass, you know what, them, alpha Ooh. niggas really want to go into. And that's like their first thing. And I kind of, that's how I always knew like that's a red flag for me, right? If I'm dating a nigga and I'm like, so tell me what do you bring to the table? Mm, block, nothing. I bring nothing, baby. Bring nothing. I have nothing. I am broke. I Bye. am destitute. I am, I am in the streets. I am for the streets because what I'm not going to do is waste my time proving to you that I am worthy of having love and being noticed and being dated and courted and treated like the fucking queen that I already am, that I can do myself without you, really. I don't have to prove that shit to you and I won't, period. That's just it. That's all. I'm done with my part of my spiel because I could go on forever about stupid niggas, but that just gives us more room for more podcast episodes so I'm cool
0: so since that is the end of our topic of today of the alpha males or a response to alpha males if you agree if you would like to have respectful discourse respectful this course then let us know in the comments on our social media you know maybe we'll bring you on we'll have more of a discussion about this you know so just let us know what you think um any more examples that we missed out on anything you want to add to what we have said anything you want to like I said refute or anything of that nature you know where to find us we'll also be mentioning all of our stuff in um description box below but yes that is the end so now Let's move on to our Black health.
1: Ladies and gents, Um, I thought that I would have me and Cece kind of do it because these are just, it's something that we could do together. Um, It kind of goes, I feel like it flows because a lot of times we as people in general, we will kind of come across these kind of people that make us feel a little bit unworthy, um, make us feel like less of ourselves if we're already battling with being self-assured. So that being said, we have five ways to feel comfortable in your own skin. So the first one, which easier said than done, but the first one is focusing on your strength. A lot of times we take the time to beat ourselves down. We think about all of the negatives. Oh, I'm so this, I'm so that, I'm such a failure. I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible mom. I'm a terrible daughter. I'm a terrible son. Like all of the negative things. Like I can't tie my fucking shoes. Like, I mean, granted, that's real simple, but shit like that, right? And so (laughs) I do the little bunny ears and I'm still struggling to this day. It's fine. I just, I gave up. Velcro team. So... (laughs) I'm kidding. I swear Mm -mm. to God, I'm kidding. kidding.
0: Mm -mm. I still need to go watch that Spongebob episode and learn. I
1: was going to say, I just can't do the loop-de-loop and pull. Then your shoes are looking cool. So I did the two bunny ears and I just tie them like twice and then have like the little double knot and then it's secure. That's not the point right now. So (laughs) the point is, instead of focusing on all of the negatives, you should be focusing on your strengths. What about you? makes you who you are, that is positive. For instance, one of my strengths is actually that I am motivational. Um, I can speak life into other individuals and I'm good at it. And, you know, there's no way around that. Um, even when I feel like shit, I can still lift my fellow friend, random individual on the street up. Um, another one of my strengths is that I am detail oriented. Um, I could go on and like, it's the more that you get to know yourself, talk to yourself, think about the simple things. You don't really beat yourself up about the fact like, oh, I'm so lazy at times. Are you lazy or do you work so hard that you need this rest? And so you haven't moved in three days because you keep going like you won't crack. Like you really and truly have to think about it like that. Um, looking at, <laughs> looking at the negatives does not always make for better pictures, unlike what Drake said. Um, oh, so it kind order. of depends looking at the negatives that you may have gone through and how you have overcome them. That's what that means. That does not mean that you are beating yourself up and calling yourself names and making yourself feel even less worthy than you already made yourself feel or that somebody else has already said to you because you are not defined by that um so yeah actually that would lead me to number three because they're actually out of order but we can make it number two right. <laughs> which is not getting caught up into society's like mindsets and definitions of who they say you should be um I specifically have put in this, um, in this particular topic, social media, because social media has a tendency to show only the positives of people's lives. And so when you're looking at only the positive of people's lives, right, because people are really transparent, like one post out of 5,000, um, <laughs> and you see all of these good things, and then you start comparing yourself to them. And comparison, I love this quote, and I'm so glad. Shout out to my girl, Jocelyn. She reminded me that comparison is the thief of joy, because it is. If I spend all of my time comparing myself, for instance, if I spent all of my time comparing myself to Cece, I would be miserable. Ciara is doing wonderful things. Great oh, things. She's being a fucking adult. She has her own house. She's got a well-paying job. Like, all of the things that I wanted to be able to do by that age that I haven't done, if I continued to, if I compare myself to that, I would be miserable as fuck because I don't, I'm not there yet. Now, I'm disappointed in myself that I'm not there yet for my own personal choices, but it has nothing to do with the fact that she's there. There's
0: if going that was Off on that on social media, like if Taylor wasn't Taylor and she knew how I felt about the stuff that I got going on, (laughs) if you were just looking in, you're like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. Meanwhile, I am over here stressed. (sighs) Like life is disheveled, trying to struggle a career and a job that is usually a career. I'm over here not happy because I'm not further where I want to be in my career. Um, I've done certain things just so that I can be set up once I do start my career. Like, it's things of that nature, like, Taylor knows, and I think, I hope this helps at least a little bit. Like, you don't want to hear, like, okay, misery helps the other person. But, like, hopefully this does help the people that are close to me while they see what I have. They also know how almost miserable that I am at the same time. Not miserable. Miserable is a strong word, maybe. Because I am still able to do what you I know love. not
1: unlike what social media shows you, yeah like you know that there's more underneath there's us. more
0: to it like it's not just all lollipops because I did get this house that I do have a good paying job that this is and that just because they know who I am but if you would see all that stuff on my social media which you can't see on my social media because I don't let my business out like on it but then you would think everything is hunky-dory when in actuality it isn't like even when I have all this stuff I am still alone that don't help Mm. what a house finna do if I'm in my bed by myself a chair is still a chair hey even when there's no one sitting Sitting there. there like like a good good sir a good uncle Luther Vandross said like, you know, there's other things. It's all its layers to someone's a life. A
1: chair is not a house. Like, and a house is not a hall when there's no one there to hold you tight. And no one there you can kiss. Good night. That's what she means, y'all
0: basically but like there are layers to people's lives so don't let one person what you see in their life don't let what one person is showing or what you're seeing dictate how you feel about yourself
1: because believe it or not <laughs> i actually did a story about humans are about-
0: like onions onions have layers
1: <laughs> come on shrek <laughs> um, believe it or not i actually did a study about this in college about social media and the quality of life and actually and truly us being on social media for a certain amount of time a day lowers our quality of life and it part does. of that is because we are comparing ourselves to all of these people that are showing the best parts of themselves
0: which as they should, or not,
1: we don't ever want to present the worst we're going to present our very best we're going to present when we look like the baddest bitch in the game we're not going to present when i look how i look behind this camera raggedy as fuck because why would i do that Right, Right. like period. So social media was not meant to keep up with people like that. Exactly, so that being said, you have to remember to give yourself grace in the fact that what you're seeing is only what they're allowing you to see. You're not seeing the deep, raw underbelly of what they have going on when you look in that picture because there are plenty of couples that I've seen There are plenty of people in general that I've seen that have the happiest, prettiest, most amazing photos. But when you look in their eyes, they're dead inside. So that is why I say comparison really is the thief of joy. Because if you spend so much time trying to be like somebody else, instead of being yourself, trusting your process, trusting your journey, you will actually be just as dead as the person you're comparing yourself to. And you don't want to be that. You want to be able to live your happiest life, have the goals that you set out to accomplish, be accomplished, and you feel happy and proud of where you are, not where you think you ought to be. Um, And it's hard. It's really, really fucking hard, especially if you have a certain kind of upbringing. um, If you're just hard on yourself in general, because you hold yourself to a higher standard, Like all of those things make it harder for you to like stop getting caught up in society. I actually recommend taking a social media fast often because it will help. It really does help. Number three. Yeah. Surround yourself with confident people. The best way to feel confident is to be with other people that are confident that uplift you. You need to have friends, family, partners that uplift you at all times, that are exuding confidence. They say that birds of a feather flock together and that actually does hold some truth. If you are around successful people, and I mean actual successful people, you're gonna spend time talking to them. You're gonna spend time learning the ins and outs of whatever business you're interested in, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. And as you learn those things, you start to embody those things. So if you spend time with competent people, self-assured people, people that uplift you, that love you, have so much to give you and support you, you actually will be just like them. But you have to also want to be confident. I mean, like, yeah. You have there are some of too. us, There are some of us who prefer to be victims. Um, that's it. That's all I'm gonna say on that one. Yep. There's some of us who prefer to be victims, just leave it. But you have you are the only person. I'll get to that in a second. (laughs) Just know that if you surround yourself with confident people, you actually can start to feel more confident because that energy exudes off of them, rubs off of you, and I'm sorry, off of them and onto you. It's very powerful energy. If I have five confident friends and I'm the only person in there struggling with my body image, I can guarantee you by the end of this year, I'm going to feel like the baddest bitch in the game. Because we we'll
0: be they ready to punch her. So,
1: why wouldn't We'd
0: we'll be ready to punch her, let me tell you.
1: Okay, everybody relax. This isn't about me right now.
0: I just use myself as an example. Thanks. I haven't tried to tell Lala, don't nobody listen to me though. When I complained, I'm to you. When I complained, I was spitting facts. You weren't. I was.
1: No. You didn't listen to you. So how in the hell do you have the gall to tell us?
0: Because I'd be right about y'all. No, matter and about we'd be right, right about. about you. So what are okay. you talking The point is, surround yourself with the right people. Now, what goes into that, though? That Taylor was about to say is remember that nobody defines you, but you. That go for. That nobody goes for your mama, your daddy, your auntie, your uncle, your siblings, your cousin. Honestly, before that one, I was going to say that you should dress up, but- that, You should you dress know. up. You should dress up, though.
1: I'll put this it helps. side. It helps. It does. <laughs> if you dress yourself up, um, done that like when times. you look your best, you tend to feel your best. Like this week alone, twice this week, I dressed up like how I would if I was going to the office. Um, I didn't dress up, dress up like the suit, but I did my business casual, cute- have my hair pulled back with a little hair clip, pulled up, glasses, like everything. And I felt confident. I felt cute. I felt like me again. Um, and I think that that is really important. Dress up, put your best clothes on, put your makeup on if you wear makeup, put on your little nice Cuban link if you got them. Like, you know, cause this is for niggas and bitches. Like do what you, like when you get your best outfit, you step out in that hole and can't nobody tell you shit. Right? Step out. You should do that from time to time because it really helps, especially on your worst days. If you feel like shit, I promise you, if you wear a really great outfit, you took the time to make yourself look good, even though it was like, bruh, ugh, you're going to end that day feeling better than you did when you woke up. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. It helps.
0: Just give yourself grace,
1: give yourself grace truly. You don't have to do everything all the time, just sometimes. At all. But it does help. It really does. And like CC had said before, because this was going to be the last point, number five, remember that nobody defines you, but you. Nobody can tell your story like you tell your story because it is your story. Nobody can tell you what you're worth because it is self-worth. You are worth more than you could have ever imagined. You are worth more than the most precious diamonds and rubies. You are incredibly valuable. But my words mean nothing if you don't put that worth on yourself. If you don't walk around like royalty, me telling you this is not going to do as much good because you don't believe me. But if you believe it, if you walk in your truth of you being a high 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 value value individual, (laughs) but if you walk in your truth of really being royalty, I guarantee you, like, nobody can break that, nobody can stop that, nobody can shake that but you, nobody can make you feel really and truly like shit, but you, because you will have allowed them to permeate that barrier of, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about, but it's not me, because that should be that wall. Anytime somebody has some shit to say about you, I don't know who the fuck you talking about because it's not me. That literally should be that barrier there because you know who you are. You know what you're worth. You know how precious and special and important you are to the world. And you should. Um, Easier said than done. Trust me, we both know. But it is literally an ongoing battle. It is a daily struggle, and each day, I like to think, even on bad days, I get a little bit better at really, truly loving myself the way that I deserve to love myself, um,
0: the way that I deserve to be loved.
1: That the I don't words have RuPaul,
0: be loved. If you don't love yourself, how the hell you will to love anybody else? Right period, RuPaul. How are you truly going to love anyone else? Because I've loved
1: so many people, but the only way to really and truly love someone, the best way is to love myself first and put myself first. Um, To give myself the love that I've been giving others. And when you do that, the love that you give others is actually going to be even better (laughs) than what you were giving before. Your story is your story, bro. Like don't let anybody tell you who you are, in what you do what you belong to what kind of none of that none of that that is the end of black health <laughs> i want you all to really truly take these words to heart like it's important truly um self-assuredness ties in with self-worth it ties in with self-esteem because it's all intertwined right your self-esteem is very important your self-worth is incredibly important how you view yourself how you value yourself it sets the tone for how you let other people treat you, and I really don't want any of you out here being treated like a fucking yellow laffy taffy. You are not a yellow laffy taffy. You okay? is rare though. You are rare, but you're not a yellow laffy taffy because the motherfucker is nasty. I don't like banana, For the ones who like banana, no offense.
0: No offense. I want they're nasty. Those are like but people that like don't candy don't like corn. Them. Weird.
1: See what I'm saying? See, that's why I said no offense because I like candy corn and I knew she was going to put a shit it's in there. I love candy corn. Candy corn in a bag with some peanuts. Oh. Candy Mom. corn but like is I said, the
0: worst thing that's ever come out of I knew she was going
1: to come for me, so I wasn't going <laughs> to was so say nothing. Just know that you are not the rotten apple, bro. You are like the apple at the top of the tree that is the shiniest, prettiest, reddest, most juicy and sweet apple. That's you are she,
0: the caramel-dripped apple.
1: You are the rarest, most amazing apple on that tree. And I'm allergic to your ass, but that's because I'm, you know, that's just allergies. But I would I would bite you. I would love to have a
0: taste of that apple. That is how you should have people viewing you. You are the apple. <laughs> this is, never you mind. should, be, just you should have people wanting to taste you, bro. That's what I'm saying. You are the apple.
1: Yeah, I
0: mean they like, they want to be, they want to be around you they guys. want to be around You're you. nasty. they want to have that aura get right? your mind out the gutter
1: right i mean i do want to be tasted but that's different so yeah, i'm gonna, so, be, I'm so. gonna do that anyway. i mean we should all want to be tasted because what i am gonna, gonna do, do that anyways. anyways but i mean <laughs> have you tasted me did you not want to taste
0: okay me? and now we're <laughs> on to the black <laughs> facts <laughs> enjoy you guys <laughs> <clears throat> all right so the black fact for this week is for none other than mary beatrice davidson kenner all right or miss mary kenner if y'all want to say her full name but she deserved her full name miss kenner was the person who originally invented the sanitary belt all you bitches and all you niggas that wear pads Thank Miss Kenner right here. Yes, a Black woman created and trapping the most disrespectful thing that has ever happened to us on a consistent basis. She helped us live our life on a beautiful level.
1: <laughs> I will say the pads back then looked like fucking diapers. Right? Oh no, yeah. I was talking literally... to somebody about it and they were telling me like, it felt yeah. like you were wearing a diaper and they hated it. It's and insane. The cool thing about it though is, that it is a Black woman, but it wasn't patented until, like, toward the end of her life. Exactly.
0: So she actually created the sanitary belt in the 1920s, but she couldn't afford, afford a patent. So over the time, she just improved every version that she made, the original version or, like, the bigger version that was patented. It kind of was literally, like, um, if you've ever wore, I was going to say chaps, but y'all don't know what that is. Uh, uh if it's, it's, like, a belt. Maybe, like, a garter? Yes kind of like a garter um if you have time look it up but ultimately it definitely doesn't look like the pads we use today at all but she was the person who made them she completely improved her earlier versions and just kept improving her sanitary belt until 1957 when she was able to afford and get her first patent for the sanitary belt like if you don't know what a pad sanitary belt is or whatever obviously, is to prevent the leakage of menstrual blood on clothing, which is always a problem, even when we have pads. But before then, they didn't have any of that. They was just hoping it didn't get on their clothes. But so what happened was, in 1957, the Saan Nat Company got word of the invention in 1957. And they were trying to market and they wanted to market the invention. But when they found out she was black, they were like, oh, never mind. So, you know, People gonna be people. She was a black woman. They obviously not gonna like that if she's making something that is actually helping women be more free in their own lives. So she had to market it herself. And of course it got popular. Then beltless pads were invented in the 1970s and then tampons became more popular. And so women stopped using sanitary belts. But at the end of the day, a black woman is the person that pioneered something to catch that menstrual bud and to not get it on our clothes which makes our as women lives easier. But she didn't stop there. Most people only know her for the sanitary belt, but in actuality in 1976, she patented an attachment for a walker or even for a wheelchair that included a hard surface tray and a soft pocket for carrying items. Um, She and her sister also invented a toilet paper holder that they patented in 1982. And she also patented a mounted back washer and massager in 1987. When I tell you Miss Lady was an inventor, she was a pioneer. Half the stuff that we are using, Black people create on a daily basis. And a lot of them are Black women. They just didn't get the call out because they made the first and someone took their idea and just improved on it. At the end of the day, they still made it. So like I said, Miss Kenner not only is responsible for the Sanitary Belt, She's responsible for people, um, people that are disabled that have to be in a wheelchair or walker to actually be able to hold things and still be able to transport things around um, like a soft pocket and a hard um, tray. Like I said, she patented a toilet paper holder that many people have in their homes that every business has in their bathroom. Who would have known that a Black woman created that until I'm telling you right now? She also, like I said, pounded the mounted back washer massager. Now that might not be normal. A lot of people have the handheld ones, but she's the one who patented that. And a lot of people actually have those in their houses. So Miss Mary Kenner definitely deserves all the recognition. I'm sure there are stuff that she actually invented and wasn't able to patent just because of the hard time that she probably got as a black woman in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. <clears throat> Unfortunately, She did not, she lived a great life, but unfortunately in January 13, 2006, she died in Washington, DC at the age of 93. So like I said, she lived a beautiful life. I'm sure throughout that time, she invented so much more things that either she didn't patent or didn't get to complete. So shout out to Miss Mary Kenna, it's a black fact of the day that a black woman made pads, ultimately and the toilet paper holder that'd be saving your ass, literally, in most bathrooms you're in today. And that's it for the Black Fact, and let's end the episode. All
1: righty, that brings us to our call to action, right? Right, okay, cool. No, but seriously, no. I wanted to just say, uh, next week, uh, per usual, turn into our <laughs> tune-in to our regularly <laughs> scheduled shenanigans. Um, let us know what you're interested in hearing. Um, check us out on our social media, IG and Facebook. You can also find our information in the podcast, the episode podcast description. Um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music yeah. slash Audible. We're Googleable. So if you just don't have any of those, Google us. We're there. We're on Podbean. That is our host site. Thanks for that. Appreciate you. Thank you all so much for your continued support. There's many things in store for this podcast and having you along for the ride is incredibly important and
0: appreciated. Um,
1: Love you guys, but we're not done per usual if you haven't
0: gotten used to this format yet. Get into it. So to end the episode, we are ending on a Black business. The Black business for this week is pronounced, I believe, "sukra Couture. It is a Black business women-owned jewelry brand. Okay, get get into it. Do you hear me? Get into it. What other, what? The stuff is so pretty. And like most of her jewelry is kind of based off like a, a 90s type of vibe. So all of her jewelry is gold. It is beautiful. For right now, it is closed for spring cleaning. They actually just closed for spring cleaning. So ultimately that just means stocking up inventory, adding inventory to her website, um, but definitely subscribe uh, into your email to get updates. I'm definitely doing that. And I'm also going to be buying a, a lot of stuff once she opens back up during the spring because you already know she's going to be open up for the summer. So that's why she has to get her little stuff in order, get her inventory together and all that jazz. So like I said, it's Sucre Couture. It's S-U-C-R-E-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. Um, like I said, we're going to have, well, I didn't say it yet, but we're going to have the website and the IG on in the description and description box below. We are like twisting our words to say, but if you go on their Instagram, you can see some of the jewelry that she has. When I tell you, you'll understand when I say literally her curation of jewelry is like a nineties vibe. She did that intentionally and it is amazing. And I will be buying up her entire place. Okay. Do you hear me? The moment she opens back up. So definitely go support a fellow black woman, Sucre Couture. It's amazing. And go check them out. Like I said, we'll have all the information in the description box below. And that is the end of the episode. Again, Bye. thanks for rocking with us. Love you. Bye. Vitamin
1: mm-hmm. is not advised for fake ass alpha men who don't appreciate black queens. Side effects may include crying like a bitch when she leaves you for a man who actually knows how to lead and provide, moving back in with your mom when she won't let you be a homosexual, male pattern baldness, erectile dysfunction, and <laughs> loss of the fountain of youth because you still keep black women's names in your mouth when deciding to date outside of the kingdom. If these symptoms persist, apologize to your mother because she could have swallowed you but chose to birth you instead. I should have said she chose to birth your black ass instead, but I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> i